This is the Unity Community of Central Oregon podcast. Today we're talking about the Unity Third Principle, which is our thoughts create our consciousness. So that whole concept of namaste is, that's a beautiful starting place. When we look at one another, what are we thinking? What if we walked through the world as namaste? How would that change our experience of everyone around us? If all we could see was the spirit, whether we're looking at a tree, or we're looking at a person, or we're looking at a challenge, if all we could see was spirit and we were in constant state of namaste, just close your eyes for a minute and let yourself dwell in that idea. How would your particular life be a little different? How would your morning have been different? When we come here on Sunday, hopefully, you're all receiving inspiration. What's, what's happening is that we are doing an energetic Vulcan mind. Out of my mouth is coming something that we are all creating together. But it's not just about getting inspired in the moment and having warm fuzzies, even though those are lovely. It's about being transformed. And so I encourage everyone to have the intention as you're listening, to be listening for the thing that jumps out at you in particular. Because there are plenty of ideas, I mean, I've got pages of them, <laughs> and I've been thinking about it all week, and some of them will actually probably be said this morning, but, but it only matters if it makes a difference in your life. So be listening for your one thing. Don't try to take home 10 things, because then you won't do anything. But listen for your one thing that will be a practice for you. So it may be walking through the world as namaste. This is a special time of year right now. Tamara already mentioned about Rosh Hashanah, which is a feast that begins at sundown tomorrow. And it's a time of letting go of the selves that we have been, not because they were bad. If there was something that we were doing that was not our highest and best way of being in the world, this would be a good time to set that down. 
because there's energy that is happening on the planet. This is an ancient tradition, and many people are in prayer during this time for letting go of what has been. So this is a great time. You know, that resolution that you've been meaning to make, make it now, but don't just make it, do it. So that's one possibility, that you let go of something. Two, make way for something new. The trees are doing the same thing. We see them starting to change their color. They're getting ready to let go of what has been, not because the green leaves were bad. It's because this is part of the natural rhythm of life that we let go. We let go and we give space for creating something new that we have not yet dreamt of. But we are here to continually be recreating. Meanwhile, in another part of the world, the Hindu religion, they are celebrating the feast Navrati. Navrati is a nine-day and a bonus day celebration of the Divine Mother. And it's divided into three parts, each one being an aspect of the Divine Mother consciousness. Now, just as we teach here, there will be some Hindus that take this very literally, I'm sure, but it's really about an archetypal energy. It's not about some woman up in the sky. It's about the energy. So the first energy is Kali. And Kali is the goddess of destruction and rebirth. So for three days, and this is starting today, the Hindus are focusing on letting go and making room for something new. And then the next three days, <clears throat> they focus on Lakshmi. And Lakshmi is the archetype of prosperity and fullness of spiritual gifts and praying to be in tune with the highest and best of you and the way the spirit is expressing through you. And then the third three days, they honor Saraswati. And Saraswati is consciousness, like higher consciousness. And they are praying to be one and know, know the truth of the highness of who we are and also of the connection that we all share. So is it coincidence that these are all coming together at one time? I don't think so. I think there's an energy that's moving on the planet. And as we look at our whole planet, well, we see a whole lot of destruction going on. We see that energy of Kali that's at work. And what we do with our thoughts about that is critical. So if we look at all of that and we start worrying, you know, one of my mother's famous sayings is, I'm a mother, I worry. 
And that's, that is not helpful. That's putting, that's putting a toxic wish out into the ethers. Even though it's an easy place to go, it's not a helpful place to go. So we can use our thoughts for worry, or we can use our thoughts in a more empowering way. When we look at the destruction that's out there, what if we said, ah, Kali, we are in the throes of just taking this whole sandbox and messing it up, upending it. And just like when you move the cat box in your house, the cats are never happy about that. And we, the human cats, are not happy with changes in our planetary thing that's going on. We want it to be all the same, the way it's always been, so we feel in control, right? But that's not how it rolls here. What really happens is change is what we can we can really count on in life. Change is going to happen again and again and again. And some of those changes will like and some of them will hate. That's how it is. And as creators, we get to use our powerful thoughts and we get to take this mud that creation is bringing our way, and we get to sculpt it. We can just bemoan, oh, there's mud, or we can make a statue. We get to choose that. We get to put care into it. One of the, there are some specific ways that we can change our thoughts. One is the power of possibility. We can say, well, what if, fill in the blank. What if it goes well, not what if it goes wrong, which is what we're seasoned in. But what if, what if this thing that's happening that we don't like is a big doorway to something amazing? I was hearing, Tamara was telling me, some of you know Patrice Goodman, who is a member of our community for a long time, and she, she fell, and she needed surgery because she had a contusion on her spine, and, and so she's in the hospital experiencing paralysis right now. But Tamara was saying, Patrice has the most radiant energy and such a positive attitude. And, and she has a person in her life that doesn't believe that life is amazing. And if you know Patrice, she's exactly the opposite. So this person is coming to visit her in the hospital, and she said, so I'm planning to get up and walk across the room so he can see what is possible in life. <laughs> so I don't, know if, I don't know if she'll be able to carry through on that or not. I don't know how far along she is in the healing process, but I know, I know she'll be walking across the room at some point because that's who she is, and that's the consciousness she's holding. And she's holding it firmly with her thoughts. And imagine what that would be for that person who believes 
that it couldn't be otherwise. I remember um, some of you know Aaron and Nate Hitchcock, and they had not been part of a church really in a long, 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 long time. And through some serendipitous circumstances, they ended up here, much to their great surprise. And very early in the process of them being here, Erin fell at a climbing uh, wall, and she hurt her back very badly and was on the way to the hospital. And Nate called us for prayer, and we all were praying. And she ended up going home without having to be admitted in the hospital, and her back was fine. And it was just an astonishing healing that happened, but it, it really made a difference for both of them and for all of us. Because when we hear these stories of healing, we're, you know, the human part of us is like, what? <laughs> we can't quite believe that those things are possible, and yet they are. They are. But we have to hold them in the field of possibility. And we, we get trapped with that because uh, it's been called the cursed hows. Like, how would that happen? And because we, in our small mind, don't know how to make something happen, then we assume, well, it can't happen, because I don't know how. I, re I remember once I was doing this prayer visioning thing with somebody was guiding me through it, and, and so the divine was saying to me, what can I take off your shoulders? And so I say, well, this. And then the next thing, the next thought that comes to my mind is, but I don't know if you can do that. I am saying this to all that is, <laughs> because how could you do that without my help? This, this thing that is already too hard for me, I can't even imagine that there is something in all of that that could do that and would do that. That's thoughts. And so our job is to notice, because we all have those thoughts. It's just when you catch yourself with one of those thoughts, there's the shock factor of, uh, really? You know, I think that, <laughs> but I did. And so then we have a chance, as the Course in Miracles says, choose again. If that thought is bringing you down, choose again. Choose a thought that makes you feel better. One of the thoughts and one of the, the ways that we can make a difference is through the power of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a superpower. And we don't like to forgive when the person has done something truly heinous. And there's a lot of heinous stuff that gets done. It's really, really really hard. And what makes it hard is that we have a thought that says, if I forgive that person, I am endorsing their behavior. And that is not what forgiveness means. We can continue to hold the idea that that behavior, that was wrong. We are not advocating that anybody do that. Forgiveness means I don't want to carry the burden of being the judge anymore. There's a lot of weight to it. 
and it doesn't give any space for the other person to find redemption because we've got them locked in this cell in our minds. In our minds. And the worst thing about having somebody in one of those cells is we have to be the warden. And so we spend our lives on the other side of the bars. But we're not out in the wide world doing all the things we could be doing because we're busy here in this cell. Our energy is occupied guarding and making sure that this horrible person continues to know that they're horrible and never gets out of the cell. Now ask yourself, is that what I was created for? Is that what gives me joy? And probably no would be the answer. Again, we're not endorsing behavior. But we're opening, we're opening our minds to the possibility of namaste. That that person who made that terrible choice or continues to make terrible choices is also an emanation of divinity but so cut off from knowing that that they cannot make the choices that give life to them and to others. And so that what they really deserve is compassion. Not approval, but compassion. Leaving a space open in our mind to imagine freedom for them. To imagine that they could reconnect and remember somehow. Not that we have to do that, but we can at least not get in the way of their having that experience by standing at the, at the door of the cell. There's a beautiful prayer I found from, it's a traditional Nahuatl prayer. It's an Indian tribe. I'd like you to close your eyes and just listen and see if you can, if you can make this prayer your own. I release my parents from the feeling that they have failed with me. I release my children from the need to make me proud so that they can write their own ways according to their hearts. I release my partner from the obligation to make me feel complete. I lack nothing in myself. I learn with all the beings that surround me through all time. I thank my grandparents and ancestors who met so that today I breathe life. And I release them from the faults of the past and from the wishes they did not fulfill aware that they did the best they could to resolve their situations, 
within the consciousness they had at that moment. I honor them. I love them. And I recognize their innocence. I bear my soul before their eyes, and that is why they know that I do not hide or owe anything more than being faithful to myself and my own existence, walking with the wisdom of the heart. I am aware that I am fulfilling my life project free of visible and invisible family loyalties that may disturb my peace and my happiness, which are my greatest responsibilities. I renounce the role of savior, of being the one who unites or who fulfills the expectations of others. And learning through love, I bless my essence and my way of expressing, although there may be someone who cannot understand me. I understand myself because only I lived and experienced my story. Because I know myself, I know who I am, what I feel, what I do, and why I do it. I respect and approve. I honor the divinity in me and in you. We are free. So we can change our thoughts by releasing those obligations we put on ourselves and on others. True forgiveness. We can also change our thoughts by coming into alignment with what we want to be. So if we want to be generous, but our thoughts are thoughts of lack, we can change our thoughts by being generous. When we pass the offering around, or you've got your phones, it doesn't have to be cash in hand, but when you, when you give money and you give from a place of, I am the divine expressing, I am in alignment with creating a wild soul sanctuary. I am in alignment. I, I choose to stand in community and create a global ecosystem of unity and loving kindness and wisdom. That, that's who I am. And I'm going to put my energy toward that. And there can be no lack because I am in perfect alignment. That's, that's where we want to be. When you, when you have something that you want to do, but you're really scared to do it, sometimes one of the things you can do is sign up for something. You know, like, all right, somebody said to me, all right, I know it. I'm not shining my light enough. I want to be a host. I need a lot of training, but I want to be a host. And I said, okay. And so now... You've stepped in to whatever it is you want to step in with. Maybe, maybe you believe that our children are the future of the world. And you want to see that happen, but you tell yourself the thought, I'm not good with kids. And so you hold back. 
while our kids really need someone, maybe you, to step forth and help them. So you volunteer and you say, okay, I'll do it. And yeah, you're scared. So we'll help you. So you come into alignment. Whatever it is that's your, your thing that you're holding back from, the thought that's in the way, you deny its power by just stepping forward anyway and trust that you are not just held. You are the holder. You are the divine. No one else can express the divine in the way that you do. There are no spare parts. You are critical. And finally, one more place that you can change your thoughts is to go into gratitude. Because while you're busy being thankful, and it's so easy to find things to be thankful for, it's really hard to be miserable. Those are just two states that don't coexist. So you just step over into this other one and you allow yourself to marinate in it. We all have the aspects of ourselves that are in our way and we need to let them go. We need to change our minds so that we can be who we are here to be. And we also have collective thoughts. So the idea of a God that has the whole world in his hands, that's a toxic idea. That's a toxic idea because it means that we get to be lazy and irresponsible There is no outside power, no deus ex machina, as they said in the Greek plays, that's going to come down in a basket and say, all right, you guys have messed this up. I'm going to clean it up. That doesn't happen. We are. We are that power. We need to have the whole world in our hands. The earth is crying to us. And we each need to listen. So this time of letting go is about letting go of our habits, of coming together as a species and saying enough and making changes so that we can rebirth the beauty that was meant to be. And We don't know how to do that individually. So we have to change our thought that, well, it's only me. What can I do? And we have to have the thought that we are one with all that is. And from there, whatever it is that's our little ours to do, the inspiration will flow. But we hold it as one. We are responsible. We have to have the whole world in our collective hands. So changing our thoughts matters.
just take a moment right now and ask yourself, out of all that stuff I just said, what's the one that you're going to take with you and act on this week? And then do it. Be the blessing that you are here to be in the world. Namaste.